You're listening to Creators in Saigon, a podcast based in the rapidly modernizing city of Saigon, Vietnam. I'm Dana, and together with my co-hosts, Tuesi and Nico, we interview the most inspiring creative entrepreneurs Saigon has to offer on topics about life, relationships, creativity, business, health, and more. We are all coaches specializing in different areas, but our common goal is to inspire you to reach your full potential in these areas and improve the quality of your life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Creators in Saigon. Um, today we have our special guest, Chu Hung Zhang. <laughs> you can make fun of me right away if you want. <laughs> yeah, why, why, why don't you speak my name in Vietnamese accent? <laughs> I will try again. We have our special guest today, Chu Hung Zhang. <laughs> <laughs> okay, better. <laughs> <laughs> okay, please let us, please tell your name the proper way because I'm butchering it and I'm sorry. Oh, okay. So I will speak my name with uh, like my sound, sorry, not the next end. Yes. Like my name is Chu Hung Zhang. Perfect. Exactly like that. I want to oh, say yeah. it. We're just going to call you Zhang for today. Is that okay? Okay, yes. Is my pronunciation good enough? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't know if people know, but I am I'm supposed to be Vietnamese and my Vietnamese accent is really bad. You've never spoke Vietnamese with me. Really? Oh, no, I'm, I'm very bad. I'm so sorry. Okay. So, oh. okay. I have a thing with Lala, they call it. And they all make fun of me sometimes. Really? So, yes. so you're living foreign countries? Maybe I, we should interview me then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just start so with my, name is Twa- <laughs> yeah, my name is Twaisi. I was born and raised in France. Ah, okay. Then I lived in Canada for 15 years. I'm 36 years old now, and I came to Vietnam two years ago. Two years so from my, Canada. So my first languages are French, French, English, and then Vietnamese now. Okay. So if my Vietnamese is bad, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we have our special guest today, Zhang. <laughs> Zhang is from uh, Hanoi, but she's currently living in uh, and working in Ho Chi Minh City. She's an environmental inspector, but she's interested in nutrition, the vegan diet in particular. And uh, she's also working on a personal project about veganism. So welcome, Ziang. Okay, nice to meet you. Yeah, very good. And today our co-host is our chief executive here, Dana. How are you, Dana? (laughs) Hello, I'm good. Perfect. So we have about an hour together. I'm very excited. We're going to be talking about that uh, vegan lifestyle here in Vietnam. But just before this, for our audience, uh, would you be able to give us a quick timeline of your life so we know you better? Okay, so hello everyone. My name is Zhang, and as Tracy said, I'm from Hanoi. And I'm 24 years old for now. Um, For now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I just came back to Vietnam last March. So before that, like after I finished my university, I have five months internship in Germany. And then I come back to Vietnam for maybe a few months. And then I have another internship in Taiwan for three months. And I come back to Vietnam a little bit more. Then I come to Belgium for my master. But because of the COVID, I canceled my master and come back here to Vietnam in last March. And I came to Ho Chi Minh City for my new job as environmental inspector in July, last July. So I'll stay in Ho Chi Minh City for nine months for now. Five months. Nine, nine. Nine, nine. months, nine months. Yeah. Okay, so that's very interesting. So you, it looks like you traveled a lot. What made you want to come to Ho Chi Minh City? Well, firstly, I want to become independent. Because I realized that after the time I stay in foreign countries, then when I come back home, I feel like I'm not 100% suited here anymore. Mm-hmm. So I just want to find a new environment and be independent like I was in foreign country. I see. Yeah. Can, you, can you tell me more about this? What in your hometown was making you f- feel not free? Okay, first, I have to stay with my family. Mm-hmm. It's not have to, but... We should, right? Because we don't have money, so we just stay with our parents. Mm. It's like our traditional. So my parents are nice, but you know, staying with parents like means you don't have to do many things. <laughs> you just yeah. chill at home, so you'll be lazy. <laughs> and also because of the the vegan stuff, like when 
I stay at home. My mom do the cooking, so I cannot eat vegan all the time. Mm-hmm. I just eat whatever she cooks. Mm-hmm. So um, I want to change that. Not just vegan, but the whole lifestyle in general. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to depend on my parents anymore. So I find a new environment, which is not far from my family, but still independent. Yeah. So I chose Ho Chi Minh City. Actually, it's not a new city for me because, like, because my uh, grandparents lived here. So I, I travel to Ho Chi Minh City every year, like once a year at least. Mm-hmm. So it's not new for me, but okay. somehow it's still a new environment to live and work. I see. Very good. So, and how is your stay so far in Ho Chi Minh City? How do you like it? Yeah, I like it because it's still Vietnam, so it's like familiar to my hometown, but it's more dynamic and uh, more international. So it feels like it's not not so different from the foreign countries that I've been to. Mm. So it's like combined of both. Mm, that's so interesting. That's... So do you feel, I guess when you were in Germany, you felt very creative. You felt very free. So yes. you could like, uh, you know, try new things. And do you feel the same energy here in Saigon? Not exactly the same, but like it more familiar than Hanoi. I see. Yeah. I see. And then uh, so on your uh, interest form, you said that you were starting some creative projects. Yeah. What are they? So now mm-hmm. I start Okay, I have my own recipe when I was abroad. I create a lot of recipes. So now I try to create some workshop mm-hmm. to instruct people who wants to know more about the vegan cooking style for Vietnamese dishes in like vegan style. So I try to instruct them to cook something easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also build my vegan communities here. So mm-hmm. in the future, I want maybe build some med- social media channels to mm-hmm. promote my product. And maybe in further, further future, I want to have my own restaurant. Yeah? Yeah. Amazing. This is this is perfect. So this was a quick introduction about you. Yeah. But I think we all want just to talk about one thing today. <laughs> okay, yeah. And it's the vegan lifestyle here in Vietnam. So. Yeah. Let's let's enter that topic because I think I know you you're very passionate about this, Dana. You've been actually plant based vegan for how long now? Yeah, I I refer to myself as plant based since I started cutting out meat probably four years ago, mm-hmm. and just recently more so cutting out dairy. So I'm like ninety percent, I would say, plant based. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, I'm transitioning into something more plant-based. So I'm trying to do two days per week at this point. For you, how were you introduced to the vegan lifestyle? Okay, how did I introduce to vegan lifestyle? It started for it started from my first journey to first journey abroad to Germany. Well, because of my working group there, there are maybe 20 people and 17 of them are vegan or vegetarian. I was surprised because like before that, I, I, I didn't have any definition about vegan or veganism. Well, I, I know what that would means, but like I have never made any <laughs> vegan or vegetarian in my life. Yeah, so it's like a whole new world for me. <laughs> <laughs> we started with a uh, vegan barbecue. I don't know what it is. I didn't know what it is, but... Yeah, but since then, I uh, like I have my first impression how vegan lifestyle means or looks like. So I asked my friends, my colleagues in the working group, why do you why do you become vegan? And they all said because of the environment, because of the uh, animals, water footprint, carbon footprint. Okay, it's all environmental terms, so I know about it. But uh, I. Sorry, were these people from Germany or where were most of the, their backgrounds? Okay, most of them are from Germany and the others also from Europe. So Okay. Yeah. yeah. Very good. So you had a vegan barbecue. Uh, can you tell us more about that story? <laughs> okay, it's just fun. <laughs> like, at first, I didn't know what to bring because it's a potluck uh, barbecue. So everybody brings something to the party. And I also want to bring something. I also want to impress them also because I'm a newcomer and I want to introduce myself to everybody with good food in Vietnam, but vegan. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what to do actually, but luckily my, my landlord there, she's a chef. So I can ask her, what can I bring? Can I, can I make, make egg is considered as vegan or not? So she said, no. 
I, I really struggle. So I just bring like the easiest thing that I can think of. Uh, <laughs> It's fried rice <laughs> <laughs> without the egg. <laughs> fried rice without the egg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah. what I bring. But yeah, they like it. So. Yeah. And so, were, were you surprised with what other people were bringing? What was th- what was in that pot like barbecue? Okay, so just normal stuff like vegetable, but uh, in I don't know in in aluminium foil with something inside mm. with a special sauce and mm. vegan cheese, and yeah. or, or in in Western country there are so many vegan products. Is it mock meat? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, vegan yeah. sauces, vegan meat, something yeah. like that. Okay. So they bring that to the party. So this was your first uh, impression on vegan lifestyle, yeah. Western style. Yeah. What was your definition of the vegan lifestyle, but Vietnamese style at that point before you met those people? Well, so I just know very little about veganism before I went to Germany. It's just like no meat. It just Simply no meat. Yeah, they make something pretend that they they meat like a uh, chicken, vegan chicken, vegan meat, vegan fish, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that's all I know about vegan in Vietnam before that. Or muối vừng. vừng. Um, it's a uh, sesame with salted sesame and peanuts, crushed peanuts. Oh yeah. Or in the south, it's called muối mè. Muối mè. I don't know. I, again, don't do not judge my Vietnamese, <laughs> uh, but I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's like very traditional, traditional dishes. Yeah, kind of dishes for for veganism. Like for for uh, our grandparents and parents in the poetry many years ago. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, very good. So before in Vietnam, the definition of the word chai was actually vegan. Is that right? Or chai in Vietnamese encompassed this whole vegetarian vegan lifestyle? I yeah, think. actually, uh, if the word chai itself is mean just vegetarian, mm-hmm. yeah, but the the chai lifestyle in Vietnam that Vietnamese people are, are adapting is more about vegan. Like they don't accept the egg. And uh, dairy products because I think most Vietnamese people who are vegan or who are like um, dive into Chai lifestyle is because of the religions Buddhism. Mm-hmm. So they don't accept anything related to animals. So Chai in Vietnam is more about vegan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's okay. So. Chai is more, so, uh, yeah. I thought it was a vegetarian, um, but I guess if you tie it up to the to the religious aspect, yeah, it makes sense that it's more close to vegan because there yeah. is no nothing coming out from animals. Yeah, that's right. But then I met so many Vietnamese that have like a very different approach. It's like, oh, with chai you can eat the eggs, or chai you can drink some milk, and and very honestly, I think a lot of people around the world has very different definition of yeah. That's right. That's why they have so many argument and conflicts about yeah. in vegetarian and vegan mm-hmm. word as well, mm. not just in Vietnam. And that's why I tend to shy away from even trying to label anything because, mm-hmm. I, for me personally, I just say I'm plant based because it allows more freedom and flexibility. And some people, they might be vegan for very ethical reasons and so they they're not looking for that flexibility of like oh sometimes i eat animal products or whatever um but also for people who are thinking about transitioning i feel like it feels less scary to say plant-based because vegan just comes with so many connotations i think like negative connotations yeah it's true at least in the west i know people tend to think of like these hippies who you know there's just a lot of like negative vibes towards it yeah um so for me it's more about just focusing on literally incorporating more vegetables and fruits into my diet it's true Mm -hmm. so if we go back to your first encounter with the veganism what attracted you to continue exploring that lifestyle well actually at first i i didn't attract 
that much to it. I just want to be like them because, well, they do it for environmental purpose and I'm also an environmental <laughs> person. So I just try to be helpful to the environment a little bit. So I try to imitate them. But after two months, I think, like I, t I suddenly changed my, my diet into veganism, into vegan, like no meat, no dairy and less egg maybe mm -hmm. but somehow like my body cannot adapt to this and i feels like i'm really easy to get hungry or it's very difficult to stay focused like, my body is really tired when i do physical exercise and when i'm hungry like i eat whatever <laughs> i found <laughs> so uh, even meat so i eat meat but at that, that time when i eat meat i feels like so guilty What am I doing? <laughs> mm -hmm. And there is some conflicts in my mind, like because I was born in the country that have many amazing dishes that made from meat, and because of the people that I just met, so I completely changed everything. I denied everything I've grown up with. So I don't feel like it's a healthy motivation to start with veganism. So I stop it. I just eat like normal like before but i keep that in mind that someday maybe i will because i i, I know the definition and something about veganism already so maybe i try to adapt it one day then since then i try to cut out the meat of my diet like eat less meat mm -hmm. since then but like i cannot totally give up on meat just until uh The other journey is that I also meet vegan people and like they drag me back into veganism lifestyle and I explore more about my potential to become vegan or a plant-based person. So I keep up on that until now. Very good. Yeah. And so what what is your motivation personally to be vegan or plant-based? Okay, for now my motivation is firstly for my health. Mm -hmm. I feel like my body, my spirit are so much improved since I, since I eat more plant-based. And um, also because uh, I found my new interest that is cooking and vegan lifestyle. Like I feel like I can be creative with the ingredients yeah. and still can cook what uh, my favorite dish, my favorite traditional dishes from Vietnam. So it feels like I explore my superpower or something <laughs> like that. So I just want to yeah. keep on that power. Do you ever cook <laughs> it for other people to try? Oh, I do it all the time. Mm. In foreign countries and also, like I said, that I create some workshop and I teach them to do some of my favorite dishes and they all love it. Like mm. maybe last two weeks, I have a vegan party with my friends and uh, I made I don't know if you, you try the original or not. It's Chakalavong dishes. Chakalavong, yeah, I know it. Yeah, well. so... Do you know it? Mm -mm. Fish paste uh, with uh, a lot of spices in it. Uh, mostly... It is not a lot of spices, but okay. Everything in Vietnam has a lot of spices. <laughs> This is very controversial, what I just said, but everything in Vietnam is very spiced. Actually, from the north, less, much less than from the south, I think. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I... I will cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure because, I, because uh, I'm not used to with the cooking lifestyle in the South. So actually, I don't know much about what the South and people put in their dishes. Yeah. Yeah, not so Maybe much. Maybe what we should do then is to find a vegan chef from the South and then you guys have a battle. Of like, <laughs> oh, let's see. Maybe I'm, I'm trying to get some recipes in. So maybe we'll battle it out one day. Okay. I, I'm very interested. Now, I, I find it very interesting you had a workshop where uh, you presented about vegan lifestyle here in vietnam and and you had your photos of your dishes on on the screen and it looked really good and yeah thanks to the photographer were, <laughs> <laughs> some of this looked very appealing so now it's just trying out the taste and and yeah yeah we, we can do, i can do that like one day um for now my problem is the time but when whenever i have time i will organize a workshop and i'm willing mm -hmm. to people to join because yeah. Is the way to promote my product as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Actually, the first the, this this was the first time you had a workshop or like a presentation about your vegan lifestyle here in Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. did it feel? It's so good. Uh, it feels so good. Like it feels like uh, now I find more people that involved to my work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, yeah, because 
Actually, my family is not a fan of veganism. So whenever I I cook vegan stuff, my parents and my my relatives can say, "Okay, it's good." At that time, but like after one hour, they said, "I'm no, I'm too hungry, so no vegan anymore." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interesting. What 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 was your reason to become plant based? Um, the very very first introduction, I watched one of those Netflix documentaries called Proteinaholic, and it was it just exposed like the meat industry and talking about this obsession with protein and how it's totally blown out of pr- proportion. Mm-hmm. Like we don't actually need. As much protein as you know, mass media and all those meat companies will have you believe. Oh. Of course, we do need it, but it's it's way less than what people tend to think. And so that, yeah, I was like, okay, no uh, meat, no chicken. I think I still was doing eggs and cheese and things like that. And then as it evolved. More recently, once I started learning about and studying about hormones and the impact of dairy, especially on hormones and just all of the health aspects of it, it's interesting because we came at it from completely different places, me and Zhang, because you were coming at it from more the environmental aspect. That wasn't even at all like part of my. I I knew that it was better for the environment, but it wasn't what. Kind of like fueled the fire for me. For me, it was more about fighting against these big industries that are like profiting off yeah. of making people sick. It just makes me so angry to <laughs> see like all yeah. these advertisements for fast food and yeah, yeah. all this false information online and the things they pay doctors to say. And mm. it's just like, no, all of this is so wrong. And so for me, it's more about opening people's eyes and. I guess like igniting that fire in them too to want to take responsibility for their own health mm-hmm. and to just know the truth. I think. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that is a thing that we understand. But firstly, it's not really popular in Vietnam. Yeah. And even if they know about that, but like we we raise that way, like like as I say. We born in the country with so many things delicious that made from meat. Mm-hmm. So even that we know is so cruel, but mm-hmm. the that's why I was so excited when I saw you doing the presentation. Like I saw a Vietnamese person talking about vegan mm-hmm. lifestyle, and I was like, oh, yes, because <laughs> I feel like I can talk about it all I want, but. Vietnamese people, they're going to look at me and be like, oh, just some white girl from so America. <laughs> yeah, so entitled and privileged yeah, yeah, yeah. and like, you don't know what it's like and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And yeah. I don't. So I was really happy to see you kind of being able to change these dishes to vegan. And yeah, so yeah. it also like it's helped me to to find another way to approach the Vietnamese people to become vegan because I'm also Vietnamese and I know what they're thinking mm-hmm. <laughs> because I've been through that time. Like I said, like at the first, I have like conflict in my mind. Should I be a vegan or not? Why do I have to deny all the things mm. to become a vegan? And I think vegan? most people, at least our age at this time in the world, I would say like most people grew up eating meat. Yeah, Like yeah. even in America, even anywhere, I would say. Uh, I I can't think of really anyone who I knew from a young, young age that their parents brought them up to be vegetarian or vegan. So mm-hmm. I think we all kind of go through that process of mm-hmm. discovering the truth and being like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> since, since I'm the only one on this table that is still in the dark side, a little bit, <laughs> I'm, I'm still in my transition. Do you guys think that maybe also, at least in the Western uh, world, like vegan lifestyle is still a luxury? Mm-hmm. It's a luxury yeah. that you can pay yourself. Because so what I've I've noticed too is um you know like it's it's much harder as you said to become a to adopt a westernized vegan lifestyle here in Vietnam. It's because we have to remember that you know back in the days whatever you had is whatever you had on your plate. Like you know like you couldn't refuse meat because sorry environment or things like mm-hmm. this. It's like your mom is cooking you something, you're eating it and, yeah. and that's, and shut the fuck up. <laughs> if not, like, you know, go and drink some water and go to bed. <laughs> that's yeah, what my true. father would say. <laughs> you don't like the food, drink water, go to bed. Mm-hmm. For <laughs> so, sure. you know, it's a bit of a luxury yeah. um, to have this. But now, uh, my question is also, because in Vietnam, and that's why I'm so interested in this conversation, because it's in, in the spectrum of Vietnam. Yeah. Because we're all trying to, to, to live this lifestyle here in Vietnam. Uh, when we approach the 
at least the Chai lifestyle, it's, mm. it has to be related to religion. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's very approachable. It's actually very affordable. So did you find any ways to, uh, you know, at least to bring that vegan lifestyle, the Western style, into Vietnam in a more affordable way? Yeah, actually, it's not that expensive like most of people think. Because um, from the Western country, the other product that we can use at protein, blends by protein, is like from kind of peas, chickpea yeah, yeah. and lentils and stuff. But it's nothing is not so popular in Vietnam and not so many people knows about it. But actually, in our, within our country, there are also beans and pea already. It's, to, it's just a matter of how you cook it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the more affordable way to adapt to veganism, it's just like you find out the way how to cook this, mm-hmm. like this ingredient to become delicious food, so, like what you do with lentils and chickpeas and stuff. We also can add chickpeas and lentils, like somehow make it become more popular in Vietnam. But first, for more affordable, we can use something that we already have. So, so what is it? Give us the secret. <laughs> Okay, the what? the secret the, the the secrets to cook like for the ingredients, right? Key yeah. ingredients, you mean? Okay, so the easiest is tofu and mushroom. It's yeah. easiest. And uh, next, I can use peanuts, red bean, kidney beans. Mm-hmm. What else? Cashew. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is very easy to find in Vietnam. Like mung bean, mung bean is super good. Yeah. I love mung bean. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, so see, yes. just just try to. To, to cook, to cre- create, to be creative with the food with these kind of ingredients. Mm-hmm. That, I, that is the way that I explore my more about my superpower, how to use it mm-hmm. in delicious way, and mm-hmm. everybody's love it. Yeah, there is a lot of vegetables in general. Yeah, there is a yes. lot of greens in Vietnam. This is what always yeah. shocks me when people say. Oh, it's so boring to eat vegetarian or vegan. Mm. I'm like, there are like three types of meat and like a hundred <laughs> types of vegetables yeah. and fruits and it's herbs true. and spices. Like you can do so much with flavor with different herbs and spices. Yeah, but steak. <laughs> yeah, but fried chicken. <laughs> we actually, we can do that in vegan style. Yeah. And now, I don't know if you found this, but for me, after a few years of it, and I definitely slowly transitioned as well. Like it wasn't like a quick turnaround for me. Mm. I slowly phased out. Um, but nowadays, I don't even crave the meat anymore. I've noticed recently, like it even it, it used to be hard for me to smell like meat in the air. Like if I walk past a barbecue or something, like mm-hmm. it was hard to say no to it. And nowadays it's just a smell. Like it's it's just another smell. It doesn't, you know, yeah. bother me. Yeah, I also feel the same. Like before it's so much harder for me, but now it's getting better. Mm-hmm. Even when I'm hungry, okay, I know it's that meat, but I don't crave for it anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's define it for the audience too. It's like, you're promoting the vegan lifestyle, but you're not 100% vegan yet. Yes, you're it's true. You're in transitioning too, but like yeah. in a much further advanced level than me. <laughs> uh, okay, and, and so yeah, I, I don't know about a, you, but okay. I'm, I'm like baby level. <laughs> two, days, two days per week and it's hard sometimes and I always end up with like some type of like egg or a little bit of meat in my okay, mouth by the end yeah. of the day. But so just to just to clarify this with people that are going on to this journey is it's not an instant, you know, like any habits, you didn't install this just yeah. because you want it. It takes yes. time. It takes failures. The motivations that are behind it are just a, a good starter. Mm-hmm. But you need to put a structure in place to be able to continue every day. Is that right? Yeah. It's yeah. like, I, I always keep in mind that it's really improve my improve my body. Like, I have to listen to my body a lot. And I feel like, okay, I feel... It's not about the weight, but I feel my body is lighter. Mm-hmm. And like my endurance when I do endurance spot is so much improved. I don't know why, but yeah. it's really like before that I do I did running, but maybe it's maximum two kilometers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but for now I can run so much further than that. And I feel like more healthy, like more uh, relaxed after mm-hmm. running, not like exhausted like I was before. Mm-hmm. And I want to mention too that the transition in the beginning, like you were saying, that feeling of being tired or not full enough is also totally normal mm-hmm. uh, because when we transition from more heavy meat-based to plant-based, we if we're eating a more meat-based diet, we have more bad bacteria in our stomach and then the 
plants introduce more good bacteria Mm -hmm. and then the bacteria starts to like fight in your stomach and then it releases toxins that can cause like fatigue and headache and things like that. So it's just part of this natural detoxification process of the body. And so I think when some people are transitioning, they might start to experience that and be like, oh, well, this doesn't work, you know, like I feel terrible, but it's actually just part of the process and just stick with it and keep going. Mm -hmm. And I would say the lack of feeling full too, I would say would mean you're just not eating enough, like get more on your plate because with plants, you can, it's low calorie, so you can like put lots and lots on your plate and you Mm -hmm. should. This is a thing that I've learned too along the way because at first eating vegan is makes our body a little bit tired and less full but that's why i care about the nutrition stuff like i care about what i put into my body so that is the first the first step that i how i care about how to balance the nutrients that i put in my body so i care about my health more since i become vegan because like of course yeah yeah, i have to know that what what i eat if i eat vegan and i eat a lot of things like this will like gain weight or not well you know girl stuff (laughs) yeah so since then i actually care more about nutrition and health problem and i find out the way to balance my diet and maybe that's why i become more healthier since i become like no not really become but be more involved in veganism What's been your sort of uh, primary source of information, like when you research this kind of stuff? I think it's from the people around me. Like I just watch what they eat Mm. and I think of, I try to connect where can I find those food and how can I transfer these kind of ingredients to our diary, to our traditional food. That, That is my creation process start. Like learn from the others and learn from what I know. So try to combine it. So so those others are vegan people too? Yeah, my friends. Here in Vietnam? No, no, no. Uh, Okay, along my journeys. Because (laughs) I I didn't have so so much time in Vietnam then. So I just learned from my friends. I still hang out with my friends. But whenever they ask me to go out to eat in a restaurant, I said, "Uh, can we go to a vegan place or a vegetarian place? And they said, why, why, why? But then I explain and I say, okay, we can try this. So mm. I just go there with them and figure out what is good and what is bad. And yeah. that restaurant, like I learn from these, the food from the restaurant. So mm-hmm. I try to copy it to make it my own version. So what are the tips that you can give to a Vietnamese local vegan wannabe? It's like, how do you stay strong and on the path? <laughs> mm, okay. So my first tip is like, just do what that you feel comfortable like actually the motivation is must come from you first mm-hmm. and uh, the second tip is well I, I don't know if everybody can adapt this but try to learn how to cook not really professional way but at least you know something so you know how to take care of yourself if you can like if you have like strong motivation that you don't want to eat anymore no no restaurants so you have to find yourself something to eat so you have to cook for you you need to know how to cook for yourself mm-hmm. and uh, also for the thing is my when i when i uh eat more plants based food my parents especially my mom's always scare that i'm not get enough nutrients yeah. stuff but i have to cook to feed myself first to prove my mom that i can live good without the meat yeah. i can still take care of myself so that is my way like i learn how to cook and learn more about nutrition stuff and care more about my health and what did i put into my body mm-hmm. so i think this is my tip and the yeah. other things that you don't have to be really professional but just have a bunch of the, your favorite recipe and to cook it over and over again and mm-hmm. you're good you'll be good can i also share like a tip that i would have okay. i would sure. say like to educate yourself because like you said the motivation has to come from within and i think if you're armed with information when you start to get pushback from friends and family of like oh you know you're lacking in nutrients and stuff you could be like no i'm not and just like point to this book Mm. that you read that's what 
I think did it for me even I don't know if you would ever consider going through a certification process but it's just like so good like you read these books and it's just so full of knowledge and there's a book called how not to die and it is translated in vietnamese is it no? it is yeah okay, it's yeah, at, it's good. in uh, fahasa you can get it i've seen and mm-hmm. lazada so it is in vietnamese um so that all the information is in there so dana is our nutrition coach here in the group and she's been very very good at, at maintaining us on the on a good healthy path mm-hmm. i also want to really go deeply into health and nutrient stuff mm-hmm. and i do want to take a certificate even take a master about nutrition nice. yeah like i really want to develop my career in that way about health and stuff it's interesting because like I feel also like when I when I was trying to convert into a vegetarian lifestyle, but when I was trying that one month, it took, you know, all the energy that you have just being motivated to do it. I had to spend it all trying to explain which version of vegetarianism I wanted to do and the reason why I wanted to do it. And every time it was this long ass discussion with other people in my broken Vietnamese <laughs> uh, on like, you know, the reason why we wanted to try out, you know, vegetarianism and then suddenly everybody because the, the people that only know their version of vegetarian they all be, mm-hmm. they're all going to give you really strict strict rules and if you don't follow abide by those rules then you fail and it was mm-hmm. like and it's so annoying because it's like i just want to try it out i know it's a process give me space and so now in my transition right now i don't talk to anybody about it anymore mm-hmm. and yeah it's, and it becomes it becomes a bit sad because you know every time you try something new you want to share it with the world and you go like look at you know, like, <laughs> look at all the things that i'm trying to and there when it comes to that there is no support whatsoever so i know it's happened to me too yeah so and that's why i'm, I'm, I'm targeting those questions to ask you is like if there is no uh, support system here for this in vietnam mm-hmm. then I guess that's your plan to create one. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And so what does that support system look like for you? That's why that what I'm doing, that trying to build my community first before I tell the world that, okay, now I have my channel about veganism. <laughs> I had to build my community first. So I know that if I fail, if I have, like, for example, I publish something and 100 people will like bash me then i still have maybe one person who support me mm-hmm. so that, that's that's why i want to create my own community first before i start my project about veganism because i know i i can understand their judgment because they are just haven't seen it yet mm-hmm. yeah so they just have have not yet opened their mind you want to influence more vietnamese locals yeah and so like you want an all age vietnamese local to try out and transition to a vegan lifestyle. Yeah. And so, Vietnam vegan lifestyle, what does it look like for you? For now, it's a little bit traditional. Like, I say that it's mostly based on religions. Uh-huh. But in the future, I I want to see that they become vegan because more, re- more reasons than religions. Because not everybody follow religions, right? Even mm-hmm. if they're good, but not everybody like. So, I just want to open their mind. And because... I'm also environmentalist as well. So I want to people look into that aspect as well. Not just about what they eat, but it's also about environment to think bigger, wider. Mm-hmm. That one that that what I want to like somehow bring it into vegan lifestyle in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. I know it's just beginning. I, I think vegan lifestyle in Vietnam now is more open than maybe just three years ago, like and before I came uh, before I came to Germany I think it's, for now it's already more so much open than that time okay, yeah. so I think it's like developing it's follow the chain so mm-hmm. I'm just follow it Yeah. and because there are not there is no like a true person who inspire everybody about vegan lifestyle yet yeah. so maybe I'm one of the first one so that is my motivation so now i i want to transition into this lifestyle too but so do i have to go organic a hundred percent because the stuff in vietnam from the legends (laughs) uh, from what i hear is full of pesticide and like the way people grow things in vietnam meat and plants vegetables apparently is very very uh inorganic inorganic (laughs) Mm -hmm. so what do you say for people that have challenging questions like this and how can we avoid to put any type of more poisons in our body 
I would say we can only control what we can control. And it's better to eat fruits and vegetables, inorganic fruits and vegetables, than no fruits and vegetables at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when people bring up that argument, it's like, well, are you going to stop eating all fruits and vegetables? No. Mm -hmm. So I I think in Vietnam, it's going to be really, really hard to have organic, like, from what I hear from the locals, like even if it says organic, it's not really organic. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> That's just lie. what I've heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think at the end of the day, as long as you are incorporating more fruits and vegetables, inorganic mm. or organic, then it's better than nothing yeah. at all. Yeah, it's true. Like maybe you don't have to try to be superhero all the time. Mm-hmm. So just adapt as much as you can. If you can adapt organics, yes, it's better. But if you're not, then it's okay to take the others, and you'll find the time that you can adapt, like step by step, everything into your vegan lifestyle. Yeah. But give give yourself some times to do it. Yeah. Like you'll find out the way. You find out the source that that sell clean food mm-hmm. and organic stuff rather than the inorganic stuff. So when you when you dive into it, like you automatically research more about it, and you find out many way to adapt with the lifestyle. Okay, very good. I also have a question for you guys. So I just got to a part in my my certification that talks about cultural awareness, which I really love that they kind of force us to think about if you're going to be someone counseling people about what they eat, you have to be aware of their culture, of their religion, and not bring your own like values and biases into it and what they were saying is some cultures believe that illness disease sickness is by the will of god and so some people like won't even try to improve their health if they get sick because they think well this is just god's will this is just what's meant to happen so i was wondering if that's a thing in vietnam or in asian culture think yes yeah, i think yes so uh, yes 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 I, i think it's going back to this notion of karma and like you know like saying that destiny is already read, written there is an interesting book that i've that my girlfriend has just uh, read it's called it's a number book it's it's number one in vietnam these days Tan so hot, you know, I don't know Tan so hot. yeah so basically it's like it, it looks at the at your birthday and then it tells yeah. you it tells you what happens in your life I myself believe in those things, but what I found mm-hmm. really interesting in in that book is that they were giving two two ways. If you live your life with negative intention, this can happen. Mm-hmm. But if you live with positive intention, then this is most likely to happen. And I really like that that differentiation. It's like, yes, there is. It's like there is two ways depending on your mm-hmm. intentions. And I found it more balanced at this point because yeah. I could see myself part in my life having very bad intention towards people and towards myself and the outcome was not so good <laughs> mm. but the ending you know like i didn't die so like the ending was a little bit the same like you know the the result of of what happened was you know was that like i didn't die but then i could see those differences it's like a big change is going to happen in your life it was written in the book a big change will happen in life yeah truly a big change happened in my life at that point but because i had a negative intention It was a bad, big change. Mm-hmm. But so I, I, I know a lot of people believe, like you know, fuck it, like everything is already written. But then they live yeah. without intention. So, mm-hmm. and that's I think the big difference for me. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah, because yeah, eating healthy, treating yourself right is a form of self love. I think. Yeah, I'm gonna bounce on this because it's very true. The only reason why I'm I'm taking care of so much of my body these days is I don't know if you listened to my episode, but I had a big problem with drug addiction, very bad drugs. And so it was, it was, it, it took a toll on my body uh, up until I came to Vietnam. And and my addiction and all the problems that I brought into my life before this was because of the incapacity of me to love myself. For me, taking care of my body was not cool. That's what I would say in my head to justify, oh, it's so not cool to like not drink alcohol, to be vegan, to go to the gym all the time. It's not cool. But the meaning behind it was, the, or the intention behind it was like, I don't deserve to have a healthy body. I don't deserve this. And I, I'm not good enough for all that shit. And, and so now, you know, through the process of recovery and everything, I go, okay, well, I deserve to have the best body that I can have, the best mind that I can have. So I'm like, I'm transitioning to all of this. Totally self-care is at the center yeah. of our life. And, yeah. Uh, So it's in our duty to have good intention to 
find out which diet fits the best. And again, like I, 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 I want to make clear because I'm still on the dark side. <laughs> I'm just transitioning. So I just want to make sure. But it's the intention that matters. The intention is Think the, about is the there. energy of that, like of the positive course. energy of yeah. having the intention. Yeah. And the more and more people have that, like mm -hmm. the whole it's world's true. energy will be more positive. It's um, I, the whole process. It's explore what's best for you yeah. with good intentions because there is no solutions that fits all. Maybe there is some people truly that veganism is not going to fit them. Mm. And it's not like, oh, you're bad and like, you know, black and white. It's explore what's the best for you, but don't uh, dismiss what could be good for you just based on fake assumptions or mm -hmm. bullshit rules or anything like this. So explore. That's what I, I, I would say. Yeah. But don't explore drugs. <laughs> Some drugs. Yeah. Some drugs. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like my motivation to love myself. Yes, I, I do all this stuff like uh, vegan lifestyle and spot and stuff to love myself. But my motivation is a little bit traditional. Is that I want to be a family person. So I want to take care of the people that I love. So to do that, I have to take care of myself first. So uh, <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's how I start. Like I want to be healthy to take care of the, the people mm. that I love. Mm. It's very traditional, but uh, mm. it's a strong motivation. I think, yeah, I can feel it. Like, you know, you want to be the example. You want to show that you yeah. want to lead the way. Into, yeah, like, you know, I can, can prove. Yeah, yeah it's, I want to prove to everybody that I can do it so I can help you to do it. Like, yeah. we can be healthy together. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Very good. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter what the motivation is, I think, as long yeah. as it's positive and it fuels you in that direction. Mm. Yeah. So your parents, are they convinced now or you're still working on that? Yeah, I'm still working on that, but it's so much improved since I first came back to Vietnam. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, they are eating more vegan now, less meat, less white rice. Uh -huh. So, I think it's good. It's, it's proce processed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're trying to, uh, but it's hard to change the older generation, yeah, I feel. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Do you want your parents to join you into that lifestyle? Yeah, I want. I, I don't force them, but... I just try to help them as much healthy as mm. possible. Maybe not for now, I'm not really strict because actually my knowledge about veganism is not that deep. But when I improve my knowledge, then I want to mm. transfer step by step to them like to get healthy lifestyle. I've heard that diabetes is a big problem in mm. Vietnam. Yeah. Is that something you ever think about in terms of talking about more plant-based lifestyle with people yeah like not just that diabetic but like Heart other disease, disease. yeah like mm -hmm. disease that plants they can somehow cure a little bit mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that's why i want to learn more really get a certificate about that but yes for now my problem i, I have my problem now so <laughs> not yet go that far mm-hmm Trust me, if you read this book, How Not to Die, it literally goes through like all the major diseases. Yeah, I will. Actually, I, I read a lot of books related to uh, yeah. Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's one of them that you would recommend for in Vietnamese, if there is? Yeah, in Vietnamese. It's not deeply about nutrition stuff, but it's, it's about it a little bit, but not really go deeply. And how to cook a plant-based, like from beginner level. Mm-hmm. I think the book is called Khởi Sự An Chay. Okay, yes. Of uh, the author Đức Nguyễn. He uh, have a uh -huh. YouTube channel, Dun Can Kitchen. If I think it's mm -hmm. very familiar. And he's vegan. Yeah. This is interesting. Then, like, so I mean, with the, with the rise of the vegan expats, there is going to be mm -hmm. a rise of uh, vegan Vietnamese. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he's he's Vietnamese, but I think he lives in foreign country. I don't yeah. remember, but like his book and his channels also, it's just about Vietnamese food and uh -huh. how to adapt veganism in Vietnam, yeah. Oh, this is interesting. Oh. Yeah. I learned I learned a lot from that book. Okay, like, very good. Yeah. Like, and I can see that his pathway is very similar to mine. Yeah. His motivation and his process. Mm. Maybe we're both Vietnamese. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have yeah. you reached out to him just to connect and say hi? Not yet, because like I just read the book recently, maybe like last month. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're still implementing the diet right now. Yeah. Uh, or the lifestyle. The yeah. vegan life. Let's not call it a diet. Yeah. Um, so what other struggle, except like, you know, cravings and things like that, what other struggles um, did you have? Are you still having implementing it? Uh, yeah, I think actually it's not about the craving because I'm not craving anymore. 
Yeah. But the problem is not from the people around us. Yeah. They are not vegan and it's not nice if we just denied every opportunity to meet them just because we eat vegan and they not. So that is my problem. And also in the second struggle is the time. Because I have my main job now and it's uh, in a governmental organization. So most of the time, most of my time is in the office already. Uh, so I don't really have time to invest to my project. Yeah. But I'm I'm trying to create my space. But th- this is also somehow struggling. It's yeah, it's all about structure, eh? Yeah, but I'm trying. And so there is an unhealthy vegetarian vegan lifestyle. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Do you consider the Thai lifestyle healthy? Yeah, of course. The purpose that we face to it has to be healthy. But for now, not everywhere, not every restaurant that. Provide the healthy food because uh, they use a lot of mock meat and too much plants by protein from tofu or gluten. Yeah. Mm. So it's not really healthy. And to make the food delicious, you uh, cook something with deep fry, stir fry too much with oil. So mm-hmm. it's not really healthy. But I think we are improving. Like we have to start from somewhere, right? And we have to adapt. And uh, So there is something, there is so many things else to promote vegan lifestyle in Vietnam. So everybody needs to understand that the importance of nutrients and healthy lifestyle because it's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's not a meal that you just eat today and tomorrow you you, you can eat that for your whole life. Your whole life is not healthy. Mm-hmm. So that is something that we have to to work From the beginning, from the very first root. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, so very good. This ties up to the next question. Because you, you say it's a lifestyle. So the lifestyle, I guess, is self-care. Yeah. You know, taking right. care of yourself, taking care of your health. So what other things are you doing except being okay. vegan for your self-care? So I do a lot of sport. A lot. Quite, like extreme sports because i like extreme. it a little bit extreme it's not <laughs> too like extreme. why so i do martial art mm-hmm. and uh, i do running and acro yoga acrobatic Damn. yoga next time anyone asks like where do you get your protein i'm gonna be like look at her she's doing <laughs> freaking martial arts uh, yeah but because i like it and that's where i meet a lot of people like i have really quality relationship so mm-hmm. That's why it's my motivation for me to keep up. Like I can improve many things, not just my physical health, but mm-hmm. also uh, like mental health mm-hmm. and uh, my really social relationship. Do you have a support system? Support system. So what what yeah. we consider support system is when you're in need, <laughs> when you have problems, what type of system do you have around you? Or what type of support system? Well, I think from the people around me mostly, but uh, and also from within myself, like. Uh, I have many outlets to release my my stress first. So that is the first thing that I do, like release myself first. Then I will looking for my friends and or even stranger because my support system is like to listening to their opinion, to their different kind of view, point of view. I feels like somehow I I learn something from them. And I apply into my life, so I change my point of view. So I think more positively. Yeah, uh-huh. that is my support system. I don't stuck in in my hole anymore. I see. Yeah. Yeah, Very and good. also from books, uh-huh. and from other people's, and musics and art. Like every, I, I I first do everything to release my negative energy first, <laughs> and then I I will fill up myself with positive energy from books and from others people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so when we were talking about the the vegetarian lifestyle and, mm-hmm. were, and we were saying it's tied up to religion, it sounded like you're not very religious. Uh, I don't know how to say about this. Yeah, I'm not really religious, but I like to read books about Buddhism. Yeah, so you're spiritual more so. Yeah, a little bit. I'm, I'm learning, actually. I'm so also baby level of being religious yeah. i think it should be something to believe in so when you are most down moment mm-hmm. then you have something to believe on i think i don't know if in vietnamese i'm not i'm not 100 sure yet but we make uh, in the west uh, we make the difference between religion and spirituality 
Mm-hmm. So we believe you can believe in God or you can believe in a higher power without believing in the whole process of religion. Mm-hmm. Is it the same in Vietnam? Um, I'm not sure because I actually I don't really understand the betri- uh, the difference between spirituality and okay, religions. I, I think I think spirituality is called Tamlin in Vietnam, Vietnamese Tamlin. Okay, and, and in religion is Stone Zhao. No, actually, I don't know what the religion <laughs> Today I has been an episode about how bad my Vietnamese is. <laughs> Shit. So I think that to that to definition, I feel like in Vietnam is quite similar. It's not uh-huh. really differentiate. So yeah. it's hard for me to answer your questions. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I guess the difference would be yoga, for example, is a spiritual mm-hmm. exercise. You feel connected to energy, to breathing. They talk about the the chakras and all. The, this is a more spiritual mm-hmm. exercise. Mm-hmm. When you, religion is more so, you go to church, you pray every night, and mm-hmm. you you have steps that you have to follow. It's difficult discussion here. Okay, yeah, I okay, I understand. Yeah, so I think I'm more spiritual yeah. because I I tend to don't believe for what I can not see. I see. Yes. Yeah. But you believe in energy? Yeah, so because I can feel myself. I can I can feel others, but uh-huh. I cannot feel some someone above. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're looking with the definition of religion where like, you know, even when you look up like this, this is religion. This is what religion taught us in every country. I think it's like, okay. God is out there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then spirituality is more like God is everywhere. Yeah. I, I feel like or the, there is a higher power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I want to tiptoe into those discussion of religion and spirituality, but this is what I, I think mm-hmm. is the difference. Yeah. It's interesting. But I think also, like, you know, transitioning into vegan lifestyle is, is a spiritual journey. Yeah, it's true. Any type of self-care journey is a very spiritual journey. If you don't have that element in it, it's very hard to adopt a lot of the self-care, yeah. uh, you know, methods. Know. Yeah, so. yeah. And for now, you say that I can realize that because being to veganism, like, you have to really recognize your energy Mm -hmm. so i think it's a little bit spiritual Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah. on that note what's next for you what help do you need from the universe to get your own vegan lifestyle channel what message do you have for the world yeah i think what i need from university now is time the universe (laughs) yeah i need the time like really have time for myself to ask myself what do i want to do how can i do that and what can i bring to the world mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah for mm-hmm. now i need time good and how would you describe Sagan in three words okay so uh i have three words one is nostalgic not what sorry nostalgic nostalgic uh, nostalgic, nostalgic. Yes. yes weird word because uh what i i have it's not my hometown, but I have like quite unique feelings about Saigon. It's not new, but it's not old for me. Not new, but not old. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I, 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 I came to Saigon every years before, before because my grandparents lived here, but I never liked it before <laughs> actually, because um, I always came here in Tetui Day. And uh, but I prefer the tape out there in the north. Mm-hmm. So I don't like it at first, but then now I love it through all the journeys that I've been through. Now I love it because somehow it's very, um, it's very international city. So I can see every everything mm-hmm. of my journeys in in different corners of Saigon. Mm-hmm. So in the center, I can see this. The Europe and in District Five in the Hua people live. I can yeah. see part of Taiwan. So, mm-hmm. like, it's like it's a place that my past, my my present, and my future are connected in Saigon. So that's why I use this this word to describe about Saigon. And the second word is dynamic, because I can get whatever I want here. I can feel my energies here, and mm-hmm. I can feel like what comes to me. And what can I give? What can I receive from the city? And also, very good quality relationships. Also, that also bring bring energies to me to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And the last word is opportunities. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, from what I already had, and I'm having, 
then I will have opportunities to do what I really loved in the future in this city. Very good. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful, yes. Thank you. I like that. A lot, yeah. I think dynamic is the most popular so far. Mm, we've dynamic, asked, yeah. we've been yeah. asking like every guest this question and that one mm. almost always comes up. We want to see you embark on that journey of creating your own vegan yeah. lifestyle channel and mm. we'll support you with yeah. everything that we can. <laughs> yeah, yes. thank you. And, I, uh, I will try my best. Yes. And with yes. your support, like I yes. use you as much as I can. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so exciting to talk to you guys, to know you guys. <laughs> Did you want to add anything? Yeah, I would like to like thank you for for these opportunities and uh, and I and after these sessions, I really be motivated because uh, I can feel the energy of my community is getting stronger, <laughs> yeah. and so um, I have motivation to like promote my project more from now. Yeah, yeah. So I would like to send my deeply thanks to you guys. <laughs> You're welcome. On that note, thank you so much, Zheng. Yeah, you're welcome. And I'm so excited and it's my honor to be here as well. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Good. Thank you so much for listening to Creators in Saigon. If you liked this episode, become a part of our mission to inspire others by leaving a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts and sharing this episode with your friends on social media. This one small act can truly make a difference in someone's life. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and see you next time.